Wedgwood Christian Services is a place where hope and healing meet. As you navigate life's challenges, know that you are not alone. Hi, I'm Hillary Kirkendall, Marketing and Communications Coordinator for Wedgwood Christian Services, and these are the stories of real people who work at, learn from, and grow through the nationally accredited, faith-based nonprofit. These are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations. Wedgwood's Prevention and Positive Youth Development Team, also known as PYD, provides vital education, support, and development. PYD is a key part of Wedgwood's comprehensive continuum of care, helping kids make healthy, informed choices and giving them a safe place to ask big questions or get connected to the help that they need. Kathy Ricala, who serves as the team lead for PYD, and I sit down to talk about the impact prevention and positive development can have on kids right here in West Michigan. Hello, Kathy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, To kick off this Coffee Break conversation, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do here, and how long you've been with your organization. Okay. Um, I'm Kathy Ricala, and I am currently the Prevention Services Team Lead. Here at Wedgwood. I've been here going on about 20 years. Wow. So I have the honor and the pleasure of supervising our positive youth development programs, uh, a team that goes out into the community and offers programming to young people in schools, mostly schools, but community sites as well, in healthy relationships, sexual risk avoidance, life skills, substance use prevention, leadership service learning. Um, We work in the schools with students in classrooms. We do a little bit in the summer with with students at um, community sites. We offer parent programs, awareness activities, um, and really try to go beyond offering information, which we do offer good evidence-based accurate information, but to encourage young people to develop skills to help them make positive choices in their lives, to give them healthy futures. Wow, that's a lot. You guys are doing some great stuff. So prevention and positive youth development are a key part of Wedgwood's comprehensive continuum of care. Can you talk a little bit more about what these services do? Like how are you helping kids develop in positive ways and giving them the skills to make healthy choices? Well, we start with offering them good information helping them to understand why it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely not using any type of scare tactic, but we do need to make them aware of some of the risks to mm-hmm. their health. And then we move on to teaching them skills. For instance, if it's sexual risk avoidance, what we really want young people to know is how to have healthy relationships. So we'll talk about what are the elements of a healthy relationship and help them in an age-appropriate way. So we might be working with uh, middle school, just talking how to be a good friend, mm-hmm. all the way up to dating or high school age and um, what's a healthy dating relationship and how do you get out of one mm-hmm. um, if need be. So it's really skill building that we're working on with the kids. Mm-hmm. And then also not just in the classroom, but being available in between to answer questions and to engage um, with students and young people where they can have the comfort level to be able to ask questions. 
How would you describe the kids that participate in Wedgwood's prevention and positive development programs? We work community-wide, so we're in different school systems, Mm -hmm. working with middle through high school, but we also offer programming here on Wedgwood's campus. So would you say that the kids that you're seeing at community sites and at schools, are they the ones that school social workers have identified as struggling, or is it any student that would like to participate? So we start working with the entire student body, so they would not necessarily be identified as at risk when we're in the schools. Okay. Um, Beyond that, though, once we do initial programming education in the classroom, we might identify students that need more, and Mm. then we might do small group or even one-to-one mentoring with those kids. Okay. So every student gets the education and the good information, but then you're there and available for kids who might need the extra support. Yes. Yeah, what we do when we do our, for instance, in our Project Success program, we begin with prevention education, which is basic information about substance use, risks, communication, assertiveness, stress management. But then as we get to know the kids... We'll find out maybe students who um, are struggling because they have family members who are using substances, or maybe it's just a conflict resolution problem that they have Mm -hmm. because we come into that quite a bit in the schools. Mm -hmm. Those might be students that we identify or that teachers and other school staff will um, refer to our programs, and then we can work with them more beyond that. If we, because we are prevention, we're not clinicians. We um, don't provide therapy, but what we do is we're able to identify young people who might need more help, Mm -hmm. and then we can make proper referrals for them. That's great. Why do you think partnerships with the schools and providing programs within classrooms is so important? It helps us to reach a ton of kids. Mm -hmm. Um, We've tried after-school programming, and that's great, too, but it's a struggle Mm -hmm. to reach um, a lot of kids and for consistent attendance. So if we're in the schools, they're kind of our captive audience. Mm -hmm. We're able to reach a lot. Yeah. Well, it's an important part of their education, too, so it's nice that it's all worked in with the rest of their learning day. We have some schools that have worked us into their health ed curriculum. We're in a lot of health classes, science classes, life skills. Nice. You've been working in Wedgwood's positive youth development for quite some time. How have you seen the challenges and issues kids and families are facing change over time? And what sort of things have stayed the same? I want to say we've always been dealing or working with issues regarding substance use, maybe the substances have changed Mm -hmm. over the years, um, or even month to month. Mm -hmm. Um, We're seeing a ton more young people that are vaping. Mm -hmm. We're seeing more marijuana use, but alcohol has not gone away, Mm -hmm. so we still are educating about that. Relationship skills, always a need for that. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of them have stayed the same. A lot of the issues, I don't be nice to know that they'd go away but um, Mm -hmm. young people always need help um, learning more and growing up strong so Mm -hmm. that's what we're there for. Are you seeing a rise in mental health concerns among the teens? Oh yes definitely. And do you think it has to do more with there being more awareness and kids are now being able to identify some of the struggles that they're having or are things just harder for teens? 
I think you mentioned awareness, and definitely that's a big thing. I think it's more acceptable to ask for help Mm -hmm. and to talk about it than it ever has been. So that's part of it. We have noticed during um, the time uh, during COVID that our students um, being at home and being more isolated um, with their a little fear factor about the whole COVID issue, that that's um, caused some issues. But social media is huge. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we're looking into now, too, that how much does social media affect the mental health of our young people? Because there's so much comparison. There's so much pressure. People put it all out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids do talk about that affecting them. We are seeing more kids saying they're depressed. Um, I've read that there's been an increase in um, suicide attempts mm-hmm. in our teenagers. And, of course, that's a big issue to begin with. So mm-hmm. um, definitely seeing more of that. How are you and your team kind of responding to that and shifting your approach to speak to the needs of the kids right now? We have to acknowledge that that's part of their lives. Mm -hmm. We can't get on to educating them and having them do a lesson if they're dealing with some big emotional Mm -hmm. concern in their life. So we have to acknowledge that um, our facilitators are all trained in trauma-focused care and education that we learn to look for um, young people who might be having an issue or might be even triggered by something that we say. Mm -hmm. After all of this time, what keeps you motivated and excited about what you do? This is work that you can put your heart into. Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't want to help our kids grow up to be strong and healthy? So the work, it's more than work. It's, it feels like a mission. It feels like a ministry sometimes mm-hmm. that we can help someone and even have them come back to us years later and say something that you said mm-hmm. to them made a difference in their lives. So what is your favorite part of your job? Ooh, that's a good question, too. I have a ton of variety. I can be working on a grant and budgets one day and out in the community helping out with an event and where we get to play games with mm-hmm. kids. Um, like we did this Saturday, we played uh, pumpkin golf. Oh, fun. Candy corn ring toss. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. And I also, my team, the, the facilitators in PYD, they care so much. It is a joy to watch them do their jobs. Mm. And know that they do it because they really care mm-hmm. about the kids that they're serving. Um, so they're a joy to work with. I supervise them, but it's very easy work. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have a good team around you. Yeah, definitely. What is one thing God has shown you through working here at Wedgwood? I have seen people that care about each other, not just in the workplace, but that then extend that to the clients and the young people and the families that we serve. That's apparent and easy to see when you come to Wedgwood. Beautifully said. Is there a kid's story that has been particularly impactful and has stuck with you? Yes, there's a lot of them. And one that I tell often, but it was probably one of the proudest moments in my life when we had just done an event 
Um, it was that our big fashion show that we, we used to do, um, Pure Passion for Fashion. And Miranda from WOTV was interviewing one of our young men who had been involved as a role model in the event. Um, and when asked why, what was, what was his favorite part about it, it was that he felt it was a way for him to be a positive role model for other young men like himself mm. and wasn't prompted by me. He said mm-hmm. that on his own, and I felt very proud watching that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was excited to take what he had learned and share it with others, which is like yes, best-case scenario for an educator. <laughs> what we're trying to do, right, is spread the message. Oh. and yeah, Beautiful. Um, what is one thing that you think would surprise people about prevention and development work? I want to say that we're fun. It sounds like it with the pumpkin golf. But I don't know <laughs> if that's a surprise because maybe maybe because of that, you see we do a lot of experiential activities. Mm-hmm. Lot, we teach through games. Uh, maybe it's surprising to know that that's all evidence-based. Yeah. That there's research that backs up why this works, mm-hmm. and that's why we do it. Yeah, well, it's probably surprising for the kids, too. You know, I'm just coming to do this fun event, and then they leave, you know, knowing how to have healthy relationships. Well, I remember even with myself, when I first started in this work, my background's in public health. It's mm-hmm. very traditional education. And I went to a low ropes course um, where the, we had students attending. And it was su- supposed to be related to substance use prevention. And all day they played with these kids. They played games. They got ropes and balls out. And they thought, oh, I wonder what they're learning. And then the more I watched, okay, let's process how that activity went. All right, everyone, let's talk about peer pressure and, you know, what were things that pressured you to make decisions during this activity? And I, oh, the light bulb went Mm, off. mm -hmm. Oh, this is how they learn through activities. Very cool. (laughs) And then they're also building relationships with safe adults, which I maybe am assuming that some, some of the kids you're working with don't necessarily have a lot of those in their lives. That's very true. That um, we kind of step in as that person for them, that's giving them good information, that's answering questions that they have. They might not dare to ask a parent something that they would ask someone in PYD. It's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, even as a teenager, I would rather ask a non-family member adult certain questions than I would my own parents. So giving kids an option for people to talk to is really important. And some of it, like you said, they don't dare to ask that question. You know, in a lot of our programs, we do, um, we have a question box. Mm. Kids can write down their question and kind of anonymously um, put it in the box. And then we take time to answer those. Sometimes you open them and they're totally inappropriate. (laughs) Because, you know, kids are kids. Right. (laughs) And then you you can answer that question for the whole group. Mm -hmm. So if one child asks might be several more that are interested in the answer too Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a safe way for them to ask their question and to get the answer that they need Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well it was wonderful to talk with you today Uh, thank you so much for all you do to support the kids and families in our community and helping set them up for success and for taking the time to join us for this coffee break conversation today 
Oh, thanks. I appreciate being here. Giving kids a safe space to learn, grow, and ask for help is crucial to developing skills and making healthy choices. Wedgwood's PYD is able to reach and teach these things to so many kids in West Michigan through community and school partnerships. Like Kathy said, they're able to step in and be a safe person that kids can come to with questions and get good information, answers, and support. You can learn more about Wedgwood's prevention and positive youth development programs on our website. Curious about our services? Visit us at wedgwood.org, W-E-D-G-W-O-O-D, and find us on our social media at wedgwoodcs. Or shoot us an email at hello at wedgwood.org. We would love to be a part of your story. Until next time, these are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations.